different regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latam. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about. What they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Latow from BlackSportsOnline.com, and you're listening to, or you're watching, the Ugly Truth Podcast. Why don't I tell you those pretty lies? I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. And today we start with Colin Kaepernick. Now, I should make something perfectly clear from the beginning. Discussing Colin Kaepernick is a tricky situation. This is just the truth of the matter. Because Colin Kaepernick is not above being criticized, being critiqued, uh, disagreeing with some of the things that he says and does. No one is. We all are. I can be critiqued. I can get constructive criticism. You can. Athletes can. Coaches. Singers. If you can't sing, we can say you can't sing. But the problem with Colin Kaepernick is this, and I learned this a while back, is that sometimes, even when you disagree with someone of color, you can't really do it publicly. The reason why is the racist, the white supremacist, the MAGA cult will jump on that bandwagon and say, hey, 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 look, there's a black man that agrees with us. So if a black man is critical of Colin Kaepernick, then what the president's been saying about him, what the racists have been saying about him, it must be true. Because that black man, see, we're not racist. The black man said the same thing. So you have to be very careful when you critique someone like Colin Kaepernick to make sure that your words and your thoughts and your disagreements aren't used as weapons for MAGA, racist people, white supremacists, prejudiced people, the president, the NFL. You got to be very, very careful about that. Now, one of the reasons why I do the podcast is so it can't be used by these agents, these MAGA agents, because MAGA agents live on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat. So that's where they're looking for mm. these takes. Sorry, I'm stretching out my leg. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for it on social media, and then they can retweet it, they can screenshot it, they can spread the message, you know, the, the fake news all through uh, Instagram, all through Facebook. And that's what happens. Now, I use the podcast sometimes so I can elaborate my thoughts. First off, even though I know I use the 280 characters better than anyone on Twitter, and, you know, I, I use my captions and my titles better than anyone on Facebook and Instagram and on BSO. Still, when you're speaking things, it's, it makes a lot more clarity to people so they understand exactly what you're saying. And I say all this because we're going to talk about the Super Bowl and specifically the Super Bowl halftime performance. 
Now, this is where it gets tricky. This is where it takes a little nuanced conversation. This is where if you're truly unbiased, if you're truly a person that looks at all sides of issues, then you'll you'll follow along with me here. If you're not, then, you know, you're just not. Some people are just hard-headed and they're just the way they are. The thing about the Super Bowl halftime performance with telling people if they should or if they shouldn't uh, perform is tricky in the sense that, for instance, and you know how much I hate uh, hypocrisy. Hold on, got an alert there. All right, there we go. Got rid of that. You know how much I hate hypocrisy. I'm going to cover the Super Bowl, and I don't feel guilty about that. It's one of those type of things where I don't. You're, you have to make your own decisions. The sport, I've never really had a problem with. I don't have a problem with the sport of football, the actual activity, you know, of football. I get enjoyment out of watching, covering, reporting on that, interviewing that part. The issues are with the NFL are outside of what's in between the lines. It's, you know, their, the CBA, their treatment of, of certain players, the CTE issue, the concussion issue, the refereeing. You know, there's a lot of other outside issues. So you make those decisions like, okay, well, what do I need to do? And furthermore, in life, you have to make a decision on how when you make that stand, what effect is going to have on you? You know, in my situation, it's it's very simple. You know, the brand, I'm the brand, I'm BSO. So, and ironic, the thing that I'm criticized for the most is not doing enough sports. But then, you know, people say, well, why are you going to cover the Super Bowl? Like, you know, a reporter. You see what I'm saying? So, it's difficult for you to tell Travis Scott or Maroon 5 or Big Boy that they shouldn't perform at the Super Bowl because likely the people that are telling them this are also going to be watching the Super Bowl themselves and they're going to be watching the halftime show. Now, I can understand where a Colin Ka- Kaepernick, if asked by a Travis Scott, what does he think? So, well, I don't think you should do it. Of course not. He's in battle with the people. If, I, if I'm in battle with Target for whatever reason, and a friend of mine or an associate of mine says, hey, I know you're in battle with Target because they did X, Y, and Z, but you know, I need some detergent. What should I do? I'm going to be like, can you go to Walmart? Can you go to Walgreens? Can you go to CVS? Can you go to you know grocery store? And then they're like, ah, I'm going to go to Target anyway. So, I mean, what's the point? So I get where Colin Kaepernick is coming from. Some of the terminology that is coming out, you know, whack and sellout and things like that, I'm not on board with that. Like, selling out is a pretty strong word. You know, selling out to me is what... Jason Whitlock does and others who use the anti-black platform for ratings, for views, for better contracts with themselves. You know, 
I don't know. I mean, there are some things in Travis Scott's past that are a little shady. I mean, he is with a Kardashian Jenner. So that's a little shady. There are some things that Big Boy said, but I mean, I mean, are we going to stop listening to Outkast, the old Outkast music? Are you going to stop listening to the way you move? Because you know that's the song that he's going to do. You see what I'm saying? It's a convoluted situation. Now, the NFL wants to, the NFL is always about trying to appease as many people as possible. So what you do is, what the NFL is trying to do, you give them a room five for, you know, that, I guess, MAGA demographic. I don't know what Maroon 5's political affiliation is, but that's what they're there for, for that group. You get big boy for the people that's like, ah, you know, you don't have any Atlanta artists, you don't have any Atlanta rap artists, you know, it's Atlanta, it's Atlanta, it's Atlanta, you got to have somebody. Well, I mean, big boy is at the fabric of the start of, you know, that Atlantic rap, you know, way. So you get him. And then Travis Scott is kind of like that bridge, that bridge between hip-hop and his music is kind of the type of music that crosses over to the young white you know audience you know you know black people like them too but it's a you know it's not like nwa you know what i mean like it's it's a it's a crossover blend so they're trying to appease everyone and you know when you try to appease everyone you normally just piss everybody off but once again i don't think you i think you can have an opinion on Travis Scott, Big Boy, Colin Kaepernick, the NFL. And all of those opinions can be valid. You know, there's reasons why each of those opinions can be, be, be valid. Now, in the end, everybody has to make their own decision. Travis Scott, Big Boy, Maroon 5. You know, obviously, Cardi B made a decision not to do it. Others made a decision not to do it. There may be some that make the decision not to watch. Um... Uh, there may be some that are going to go public. You see Old Man Ebro and Nessa uh, coming out with how they feel about it. And all those opinions are, are their opinions. If you want to know my opinion, once again, you never find any hypocrisy in me. So what that means is, like I said, I find it, it would be very hypocritical of me to tell someone to turn down a job when I am accepting things from the NFL to go cover the game. Like, that's just, that's not me. Like, I can't, I can't with good faith say, hey, Travis Scott, big boy, don't do the, the you know, the halftime show while I'm sitting up in the stands with a free ticket to cover the game and interviewing whoever I'm interviewing and doing the whole week events and on Radio Row and on NFL, you know, Super Bowl media day and going to the NFL parties and not see I can't be that person. I, a lot of people can't. I can't be that person. Because I'm going to do what I'm going to do and nobody's going to tell me what to do. Now, granted, I, don't need to cons- I wouldn't consult with anyone. I wouldn't ask someone, hey, do, you know, can I get your co-sign on me going to cover the NBA? I don't need anybody co-sign. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So uh, to me, it's, not, it's about you know, hypocrisy and not being hypocritical. So my thing would be just do whatever you want to do. Because I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Now, if, I, if the situations were reversed, if I was Travis Scott, I would have a lot more money. And I was asked 
if I was in that position, would I maybe think things a little bit different? Possibly. Possibly. I don't know if I was if I was an artist and I was asked at this point of our climate that maybe I would feel comfortable doing that. But I don't know because I'm not, you know, I'm not them. I'm an art. I'm a reporter. I'm not an artist. Even though I used to be Michelangelo had a hit song called Ichiro, by the way. So that's the truth about all of that. And the truth also is that with Colin Kaepernick, it's very, you know, I took on the, the, the guy Orlando from the Miami Herald. He called Colin Kaepernick Satan. He got the beef over the Fidel Castro shirt. And, you know, I took on Speak for Yourself and FS1 for their inappropriate uh, alert, their inappropriate skit that they had with the black guy with the afro on, you know, mocking Muslims and saying inappropriate things about Nessa, you know, I'm always going to do that because I think there's a portion of black media just takes the opposite approach with Colin Kaepernick because they know it's going to favor them with white people. And that's really, really sad. Like, I've never said, hmm, you know, what can I do to make white people happy? You know, what can I, you know, what black person can I try to take down to make white people happy and me more rich. Like if I was going to make money, I was going to make money doing things my own way. And that means, you know, sometimes alienating some people, but that's how I got to keep it real. That's how I sleep very comfortably at night. So, you know, the people like Arnando and Jason Whitlock, and I'm a little disappointed in Marcellus Wiley, not because Marcellus disagreed with something that Colin Kaepernick was doing, which is fine. Like I said, I don't have a problem with that. But to sit there and laugh at that skit, that skit wasn't funny. Putting a black man in an afro and mocking another black man, that's not funny. Just because black people are doing it, that doesn't mean that, you know, it's funny. These are, you're not comedians. This is, you know, real life. These are real issues, you know, that are going on. And that's the truth about Kyler Kaepernick, Travis Scott, and the Super Bowl. Uh, before we get out of here, though, we can't talk about something comedic. Derek Fisher. Now, we got to go back, way back. Derek Fisher has been, what's the word that I'm looking for? Dirty Mackin is is something that someone mentioned to. And bit of a fraud, bit of a shady character from way, way back in the day. The first story that I, you know, you got to remember, it's a different time, so we didn't, know as much or could get as much information as we do now. But I just remember that Derek Fisher used his daughter's illness to force, you know, a trade to the Lakers. You know, anybody that used their child being sick just to force a trade and then come to find out there was some sketchy details about the entire thing, that's someone that can't be trusted. The man was the coach of the New York Knicks. And was trying to holler at one of his players' stripper girlfriends. And this is not, this is, that's just no morals. Like, there look, I understand. Look, it's a dirty game out there. I understand it's a dirty game. You see my girl, you know, I, I had to fight them off every day. <laughs> every day. 
I get it. You know, it's a dog eat dog world. But seriously, man, you're the coach. <laughs> you're the coach. You can't be going. You're the coach. You're like 20, you know, 20 years older than these guys. 15, 20 years older than these guys. Why are you trying to mess with their girlfriend? So I was not surprised. Um, you know the story about Je- uh, Jeff Bezos, the uh, Amazon king, uh, cheated on his wife with the, the news lady, the weather lady who just happened to be married to his boy, who's also like a millionaire. And come to find out out of all of this, J- uh, Derek Fisher some, somehow involved. The, the, the weather lady, the, the host, the TV host, whatever she is. At first, she had a baby with Tony Gonzalez right off the jump. So you kind of see where this is going. She dated some uh, wide receiver, I believe, for the Chiefs for a while. And while she was dating the wide receiver for the Chiefs, she was cheating with Derek Fisher. The, the wide receiver was like, you know, she always cheated with people that mo- had more money. You know, his basketball money is a little better than wide receiver money, especially back in the day. And, you know, Derek Fisher doesn't care. Doesn't care. Derek Fisher, listen, Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes were teammates, like legit teammates. Matt and, and Derek Fisher, he had a common courtesy to say, hey, man, I'm sleeping with your wife and I'm making, I'm making barbecue while your, kid, your son, your twin boys are in the other room. I'm, I'm in your grill. Imagine them in your house. I'm in your house with your, at your grill with your little chef hat on, your little apron that says Barnes on it, making hamburgers for your kids and sleeping with your wife in the bed you bought, but you have no idea that it's happened. He didn't know. His kids told him, say, man, you know, uh, Matt Barnes is over. I mean, uh, uh, Derek Fisher's over here making on your, in your grill, Dad. Flipping hamburgers, Dad. They don't taste as good as yours, Dad. Come over. That's why, that's why Matt Barnes beat his ass. That's exactly why he beat his ass. No morals. No more. Derek Fisher was driving Matt Barnes' car that Matt Barnes bought his wife for their kids, was getting head in the car for Matt Barnes' wife after he had been drinking and crashed Matt Barnes' car. You know what sure as goes up when that happens? Matt Barnes. Honestly, lucky Matt Barnes hasn't killed this guy. I mean, it would be justifiable homicide in my opinion. I'm kidding. I don't want to get reported, but I'm just saying. What if the kids were in the car? It's not a, not a, just a shady person. Don't leave your girl. It's public service announcement. Don't leave your girl around Derek Fisher. It's the best advice that I can give you. Don't leave your girl around Derek Fisher. And that's the truth. That's the ugly truth. I'm going to be surprised if he tried to highlight Kobe's lady. Vanessa. I bet you she got some text messages. I bet she does. Oh, by the way, Derek Fisher was like married while all of this was going on. But I digress. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, uh, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSO TV, YouTube, BSO TV. You can download the podcast on iTunes, The Ugly Truth with Robert Littow, SoundCloud, The Ugly Truth, BSO, and all the other good stuff that has uh, apps and podcasts and things like that. I'm out. Um, I am going to. Pacquiao Broner tomorrow. 
not tomorrow, what's tomorrow? Thursday, Friday. I'm going to go on Friday. So make it one more podcast in the week about the truth about Adrian Broner and Manny Pacquiao. And then we'll see you uh, next week after the uh, conference championship games. And then I'm headed to Atlanta, the ATL, for the Super Bowl, which should be interesting. You should go check out this story we did about strippers. I'm out.